When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And away we go. Another edition of Coach Speak. Great to be back with you. Sorry, took a week off a week ago. Busy times. Boys, we're interviewing all the new players. What are you going to do? We got uh, got things on our plate, but it's time to get into it. Ben, first and foremost, uh, what do we have to lead us off? Yeah, I think we might have a new Coach Speak favorite. Uh, shout out to Ira for finding Matt Brady, interim DePaul head coach. This is after a blowout loss to UConn. Uh, it's kind of longer, but uh, it's it's just four minutes of gems. Four minutes? That's the whole show. It really it runs this group quick. has not gotten better at transition defense. And individually, we have guys that don't recognize the value of blocking out at this level. It's uh, it's disappointing, and it's repetitive, and it's something that we work on. It's something we talk about. It's something we show them on film. And by and large, it's some of the same guys. And, and I've, I've stressed over and over that it seems like every possession, somebody makes a mistake. And at this level, when you make a mistake, the ball is going to find the open guy. And this group, uh, basketball IQ has got to get better, and it's got to get better quickly. Uh, what specifically do you want to see more of from Mac to possibly get some more playing time? Yeah, so two, two opportunities he had to play vertically and, and take the – take the offensive player and, and let him hit him in the chest, he fouls anybody that comes near him. And, you know, <laughs> I took on, him out man. there. You know, we, we smiled about it. He goes, I know. I know what I did. I, I fouled the guy, and I just should have gone hands straight up and used my chest. And he just doesn't want to do it. It's not, and, and he's not the only guy on this team that doesn't want to take, uh, you know, the thrust from the offensive player in the chest. But that's what you have to do. If you're going to reach with your hands, you're going to get fouls. You're going to put them on the free throw line. It gets their defense set. If he just goes hand straight up and plays vertically, that's the first thing. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good basketball IQ, but we need him to be grittier uh, on off on defense. And uh, it's, a, it's a part of him that needs to grow. We, we need him to be tougher on defense, and he's just not quite there yet. Elijah Fisher struggled uh, early on tonight, and then he only got seven shots up on the night. Uh, do you feel like he needs to be a little more aggressive as a player to be a little more consistent? Or what do you really feel like you need to see out of him and just his growth going forward? Yeah, Elijah's going to need a great summer to, to make a jump as a player because he can, uh, but he doesn't yet quite recognize the critical nature of playing hard on defense. 
And um, his minutes are probably few too many. I'd love to have more answers to put him on the bench when he makes more mistakes. Good night. Um, but we do value what he brings to this team. He's got some ability, um, but he doesn't yet know how hard you have to play to be successful at this, uh, at this level on the defensive end. He doesn't change ends either way with any rapidity. He just doesn't move fast. His motor isn't great. And so that's what I've shared with, with uh, this young guy is that if you don't develop a motor, then it's going to be really hard for you to have success at this level because that's not something that can be taught. You have to draw that out of yourself. And we can't teach you that. Now I'll show it to you and I'll take you out of the game. But I don't want to take guys out for every mistake they make because I, I don't want that to impact their level of confidence. How can, I don't how want can them to be a, looking over their shoulder. So it's a little bit of a fine confidence. line trying to take guys out when they make mistakes. Um, but I can't take him out for lack of motor because because he wouldn't spend much time on the court. So that <laughs> we've talked about that many times. And he, oh, man. When he sees it on the tape, he's, you know, he sees it. He doesn't really know how to play very hard yet, so we're still working on that. Okay, all right. Okay. And then um, yep. nearing the end of the regular season, what do you really want the team as a whole to improve on over these next last games? I'd like them to die. So grit, <laughs> grit and toughness. And we're not there. This team is yeah. not gritty and no. it's not tough enough. We know. It makes repetitive mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's not a physical thing. That's, that's a grit and that's a toughness and that's a basketball IQ. And I keep saying to the team, I just did it a few minutes ago, we're going to win a game. But we've got to get better, and we're going to start again with practice. We're going to get taped. We're going to show them the films. We're going to show them the mistakes. And we're going to practice for 90 minutes tomorrow. That's not typical, um, but this, this wasn't worth it. I mean, tonight we, we didn't get enough done to show improvement. So we have to practice harder, and I'm trying as best I can to manage their legs. Uh, but we, we, we need more out of these guys. We need more out of every single guy, or we can't get that win that's eluding us right now. Uh, he's, he's a beautiful. hall of famer. He's, it's, it's, I just, you just want to let it wash over you. And the crazy thing is guys, DePaul is like 21 and four. They're having a great <laughs> season. And he, he no, just, he, 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 no, he has a different standard. Uh, he, uh, no, they're, I, I just looked it up there. Uh, three and 21. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So Elusive wins. Uh, indeed. By the way, <laughs> I like that the one guy, the first guy that he's ripping needs to learn how to take the thrust. Yes, in the chest. Take, take the, the thrust th into the chest. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit much. That's a bit <laughs> yeah. much. He needs to learn how to take the thrust. Secondly, uh, uh, Elijah doesn't yeah. play hard, cannot move, and has no motor. But unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have anybody to replace well, him we, with. We he sucks so bad, we has to play anyway. Honestly, he's playing too much as it is. I wish yeah. I didn't have to play him at all. In fact, I wish I didn't have to see any of these guys. Man, I, I feel like he hasn't found the right hard, buttons can't yet. Can't move, has no motor. I don't know that I've ever heard. I mean, <laughs> thorough uh, <laughs> evisceration. Uh, it's here. Uh, what's funny about it is usually an interim head coach is like the player's coach. You know, so the the, the head coach got fired because yeah. yeah. DePaul sucks because Mac won't take a charge and because Elijah won't run up and down the court. So the the former coach got fired. This guy's the interim head coach, and he's just going to just crap on everybody. I mean, they, now, yeah. in his defense, they just played UConn, and they lost by 40-something. So he, he probably wasn't in a great headspace at this point. But good grief. You Man. just feel everybody is an interim head coach? The other day, Boston beat, uh, I think it was Brooklyn, by 50 points in an NBA yeah. game. 50 points in an NBA game. And I – 
their coach didn't even say this. Their coach didn't even say this. I mean, my God. You'd also think that, like, this guy was at the end of his rope, but he's only been the coach there for, like, three right. weeks. Uh, so it's not – I mean, I know he was the assistant before Yeah, I was say, he's seen it before. But, my gosh, you would thought that he's, like, ready to just quit the sport. And maybe those guys are bad enough that he will quit coaching basketball. What He doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem like a happy, a happy guy. I like him though. I'm proud of him. I this is a coach speak legend after one clip. Ben, what yeah. was his name again? I believe it was Matt Brady. I don't know how many more chances we're. Yeah, gonna Matt get Brady. I don't. You know. I don't know that. I agree, Ira. I don't know that we're ever gonna get another Matt Brady. But I, I just want to appreciate it while we did because that was as good as it gets. He was so matter of fact too. Usually when people coaches are saying stuff like that, they're they're losing their minds as they're doing it, and their voices are getting louder and louder. He's just kind of no nonsense. Like, look, Elijah can't run up and down the court twice without wanting to, without looking like he just smoked a cigarette. Old Johnny won't take a charge if his mom's life depended on it. No, he you know they. they the he was just like matter of fact about the whole thing. He, he, he said thrust. He said he goes, yeah, we were just laughing about it on the court about what a slappy he is and how he doesn't yeah. try hard. <laughs> no motor, doesn't play hard, and cannot move. Hey, we, I can't sub him out because all the other guys are, are worse than him. Imagine how bad everybody not named Elijah has to be. Yeah, I, I also. I also love the sincerity of that young female reporter oh, who's like, what what, what can Mac do to get on the court more? <laughs> yeah, start taking some uh, thrust into his chest. Start. Oh, DePaul boy. used to be good, everyone. Oh. Mac, way, way when we were kids, uh, DePaul were... was one of the best programs in the country. They were awesome, and now they are uh, an abject horror show. I they feel like were... that, next, that next day's practice, though, is probably going to be a banger. That 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 next ninety minutes of uh, hell right there. Elijah yeah. didn't even show up. <laughs> no way Elijah even came to practice. You think that there are any uh, old timers that are like, man, if we just had Pat Kennedy back here at DePaul? We'd oh be- yeah, the glory those days. are the glory days. Those are the glory days compared to three and twenty one. My goodness. All right, Ben. <clears throat> clip two. Hey, I did want to point out real quick. Uh, one of DePaul's three wins is over Kenny Payne in Louisville. By the way, Ooh, so, oh, all right. Just, just so you guys, just so you guys are aware. Oh, uh, let's keep it on the same theme. How about this? We've got a request on Twitter. Uh, this is—I'm surprised we've never had him on the show with a throwback clip. This is Steve Spurrier after an ugly win over Vanderbilt. It was nominated by Jared Owen on Twitter. Mm. Well. <clears throat> Uh, that was a game I didn't like a bit, although I'm proud of the offensive kids for scoring a bunch of points here and there. And uh, Bryson Williams picked one off, got a defensive score. We sort of thought we might could get one. Uh, but the way we play is embarrassing. I told you guys, it's embarrassing the way we play. And I'm the head coach of this embarrassing group of guys. They allow two kickoff returns. Uh, defensive backs won't turn around and look for the ball when they lob it down the field. In three deep, and they throw it off two-yard line. Our kid... That's got run right by. It's embarrassing, but we are who we are. We're not a very good team, but we're three and one somehow, and we got all the voters fooled, thinking we're pretty good. I guess because we beat Georgia. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what all uh, can can help this team. I really don't. We thought we coached our butts off all week, and we we could look like a decent team. And of course, they run the opening kickoff back. So I'm taking over kickoff coverage. I, I told Coach Joe Rob, I'm not gonna watch him anymore. I'm gonna take it if we have to. 
uh, pooching on the ground, which was pretty good for us. That, that grounder was pretty good, but maybe we found something landing could do better than anybody in the country, that grounder, because it took a funny hop every time. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it was sad. We just kept running right by the, the kickoff return guy, and he just split us uh, just about every time, I guess. But uh, anyway, it was discouraging, but it is what it is. Uh, we have to almost score a touchdown every time, or we're going to get our butts beat somehow or another, it seems like. And uh, fortunately, we were able to score a bunch. Uh, guys hit some passes. Uh, Dylan had a few good ones here and there. Missed a couple here and there. Missed some long balls. Uh, Pharaoh Cooper had a heck of a game. He got a game ball, four, uh, 10 catches, and that long run there at the end that uh, I thought put it away. But I, when Dylan snuck it in, I said, that was a mistake. We should have take, taken about three downs to try to sneak that thing in. There was four minutes left, and we only had a 14-point lead. So I was nervous, but fortunately they didn't recover the, the, the kick. Or they would have scored, you know, like they did in 30, 45 seconds, wherever it was. And they'd been on track kicking to, to go tie the game. Uh, so that was a mistake on my part, letting him score you know, with four minutes left in the game. So I'll try to get smarter in the future, and uh, hopefully we can get better. But it was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing the way we played. All right, any questions? But uh, I don't know. We've all seen good football teams. We ain't won. Don't, don't say we're one right now. Man, where we play? Huh, man. But maybe we can be. I don't know. But uh, it's, 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 it's no fun for me watching us play tonight, I tell you. I, I, I think most people, and enough time has passed that even Florida State fans would say it, I miss that dude. Mm. I, miss, I miss just the personality. College football at one time had – a ton of characters in the game, and they're all gone. They're mostly all gone. Yeah. Um, and he was he was certainly one of them. And it was a lot easier to digest that from afar when he was at South Carolina and watch all that stuff. I mean, because he would always kill Clemson and say yes. crazy things about Dabo, and it was just – it was fun. Yeah, I mean, Aranda's still around, so not all the personalities are gone, but, but, but <laughs> most of them are. And, yeah, the beauty of that is I didn't go look up the score, but they won the game. They probably scored 50 points the way he's talking, or 45 yeah. points. But it's Spurrier, so it's all about the guy that's not doing his job well which is clearly, well, the special teams coordinator because it sounds like he's out of a job. Yeah, he's done. And then the defensive coordinator, who he won't even name, uh, who just basically says, well, we got to score a bunch of points because we can't Every stop week. anyone. Every week, got to score a bunch of points. They, <laughs> they got up here in my offense, can put the ball in the end zone because Lord knows the other team's going to score. The best when, – so when I covered him back in the day, the uh, Ron Zook at one of those Tuesday press conferences, Ron Zook famously – said one of their issues on defense was that Spurrier's offense scores too quickly and it, and his defensive guys get tired. So then right after that interview, we went to a press conference with Spurrier and somebody re relayed that to Spurrier. And I mean, he had a good, he had a good chuckle. He's like, yeah. wait a minute. So I'm, we're not supposed to score. Yeah. Are we, yeah. Slow what, it down. I'll tell you what, here. it sounds like Zook, he had learned Zook's message because he was lamenting the fact that they scored, they scored too, too quick. quick. Yeah, uh, so Zook is on to something. Yeah. Spurrier needs to shut his mouth. <laughs> he, you know, it also is an illustration. that it, The juxtaposition of those two coaches back-to-back -back is you can be Spurrier when you are like when you have success. Yeah. Yes. Like you can be the biting, you know, ripping yeah. everybody. But when you're the interim coach at a school that's won three games, maybe, uh, maybe take a different – a different gear. Right, right. Does he think they're suddenly going to get hot and win their last four to finish seven and 23? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like make this a hell of a fire. Hey man, uh, they can win. Maybe they can win the conference tournament as long as Elijah will start playing. Yeah, as long I, as Elijah will start getting into shape and playing basketball. Our, our three and twenty team just needs a little tough love. That's yeah, that's what they're missing. That's all they need. That's a, and 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 he's got to learn how to take a thrust. So there's there's, there's <laughs> all that too. All right, Ben. Number three. What do we got? <laughs> all right, our first two coaches uh, summarized their thoughts. It was about a four minutes each. This one took about ten seconds. This is Damon Stoudemire. Loved watching him play back in the day. Uh, now the head coach at Georgia Tech after a big loss to Wake Forest. Coach, if you would, just start us off with a quick statement, and we'll go right to questions. <laughs> Got that ass whooped. <laughs> questions. <laughs> Nothing really to say, man. Oh, that's awesome. Got that ass whooped. <laughs> David, you realize we're not out at the playground. Yeah. Like this, there's cameras rolling. Yeah. <laughs> You're at Georgia Tech, my man. <laughs> that's all. They. And by the way, I don't know the final of that game, but he ain't. That's the right summation. Like I, I didn't. I saw the bottom line scroll because I have a buddy that's got Georgia Tech season tickets, and they were down at home, something like fifty to twenty. So they did get that ass whooped. Now that was a forty-minute ass whooping. What else do you need to say? This isn't uh, faux outrage. He's not one of these coaches like the, other, the like Spurrier. Just he's going to find something to complain about. And I do like uh, I like that he wanted to talk to the press in the way that we would talk amongst each other about a disappointing game from one of our favorite teams. Yeah, you know, it's like you sit down with your buddy at the bar, Corey, to talk about the Falcons who just lost by twenty four. You're like, man, we got that ass whooped today. <laughs> no, like, that's how you're just gonna talk about. It. What's funny though is usually you're talking to your buddy and saying that about his team, right? Like, man, the Bucks got that ass whooped today. Yeah. The Lions put it on him. Yeah. Not your own college basketball team. <laughs> or or like you said, if we're, if you're playing pickup and you walk over to the side and somebody walks up and they're like, what happened? You guys lost? Yeah, got man. That got that, got ass, that ass one. I like, and he doesn't, he doesn't include the we. Yeah. <laughs> the we is gone. There's no possessive. It's just. Got, got that, that ass whooped. Yeah, you think great. that was when he walked in the locker room? That's what he just sh- shut the door and he's like, guys, got, got that, that ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Did, it's the greatest ever. I mean, <laughs> you really don't need to say anything else. I don't know why anybody, but I hope nobody even asked the question after nope. that. They're like, all right, then. All right, or then. the question is like, can you take us through how you, how you got that ass whooped? <laughs> When when I was looking through some coach press conferences to to help Ben out, I I stumbled upon Lamont Paris, South Carolina's coach, who, by the way, I was super impressed with. Just one press conference, I was like, man, this guy. What's his name? Lamont Paris. Is it South Carolina good this year, too? Yeah, they are good. Yeah, he's turned them around overnight, and he's real. Watch his press conference from. So they lost to Auburn like by 30. They got drilled by Auburn. And he was awesome in his press conference. And and he's in his. It was the exact opposite. He's like, look, guys, we played our one of our worst games, and they played their best game. He's like, they've got guys running down full speed, pulling up from 18 feet and hitting nothing but net. That's not normal. Like, that's not that's not how the, – he's like, I'm not ripping them, but that's not how they're going to play. And we picked a bad night to play our worst, and this is what happened. It was just – it was – what was cool about it was he was not like – all the questions were like, are you – you know, how devastated are you? And yeah, he's, he's like, like man – 
this is just one of those games. Well, in fairness, right. I, I, it didn't seem like Stoudemire was like devastated. Like right. his first year, he, I, he was almost being kind of tongue in cheek. Like, right, what do right. you want me to say? Yeah. It's just the the verbiage was funny. But he might have been really insightful as the as the press conference wore on. He might have been really insightful. But what a I great opener! Find all of that refreshing. I mean, it's hilarious that yeah. he did it. I mean, it's it's old school. Uh, and and yeah. occasionally, if you don't do that every week, you're gonna right, be all, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do, it you can, yeah, you can also tell that Damon's not a guy who spent twenty years in college basketball. No, like working yeah. his way up for this opportunity. He's yeah. like, man, not like our guy at DePaul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wonder if that 90 minute practice was him like, I'm gonna thrust into you. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. thrust right into you. You got tired take of it. getting that ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> Taking too many ass whoopings around here. What do we got next? All right, we're gonna uh, stick in the ACC, but we're gonna go on the women's side of things. This is Louisville coach Jeff Walls. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh Louisville was playing at Syracuse. I think they had a one point lead. Uh, 2.3 seconds left. They had fouls to give. Uh, They foul, and the referees ruled it an intentional foul. So Syracuse got two free throws and won the game on those two free throws. Hey, before you put that, you guys kind of remember, I think, back in the 80s, they would call intentional fouls if you didn't – when when it's an obvious foul situation. Right. If you didn't at least try to make a play on the ball. On the ball, right. But that has been out of our game for at least 30 years. Like, you you have people grab it in the back. Yeah. bump it into people like that. It, yeah. That became a this sign. We haven't seen that at the end of a game in 35 years. They just don't call it because they don't foul. want people to get hurt because they know what, what used to happen right. is when people would make a play on the ball, they would use it as a means by which to hammer somebody's forearms yeah. and say, I was going for the ball. And you know, so that they were like, okay, we're done with this. If you just, just foul, be reasonable. We're not going to yeah. call attention. If we, so, yeah, if, if we know that, if we know you're fouling, and all you're doing is just grabbing them. They're, yeah, they just—it's intentional. Everybody knows it's intentional, but they right. never call it intentional. But that's until, what's so crazy this about game. this. That's yeah. what's so yeah. crazy because they had—they were—they had the lead and just were trying to foul to run some more clock right. because, like Ben said, they had a foul to give, and they call it intentional foul. There's intentional fouls. There's intentional fouls in every basketball game, every night, all over the place. But yes. this is the only time it's called, and it costs them the game. I can't imagine. I, I anyway. This I mean, where you I think a coach this. would want to fight an official. Yes. Like, I, I, yeah. And before I haven't seen this clip, I am not a fan of this guy because I think he's a little, a little theatrical. But I'm, I, I'm very much looking forward to his uh, comments after Let's that. Let's see it. Here we go. God awful call. It's absolutely terrible officiating. Uh, they should be embarrassed. Nice. But, but you know, I'll get my fine. I'm sure I'll get a letter of reprimand. Uh, but at this point somebody has to start holding the officials accountable. That call was the worst call I've seen in my 29 years of coaching. If we're going to start calling that, every foul at the end of a game when a team has to foul is intentional. Yeah. Every foul is. We all know it is. But to call it in a one-point game with 2.5 seconds left, it's just it's awful. It's atrocious. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for our league. And But you'll never, we'll, we'll never hear anything about it because – it's such a sacred society mm. that we can't ever reprimand publicly an official, God forbid. But we'll reprimand coaches and players will be called out. But there's three three people out there, God forbid, if we came out and we actually said a league made a statement that it was a blown call, bad call. We we won't do that. Uh, he's right. not, I, he's not yeah, I, I like him today because usually I'm not a fan. But, yeah, no, he's 100% right. 
Yeah. What's crazy, too, and you guys won't be surprised by this, uh, the ACC defended the call. You know, basically said it's in the, you know, it's at the discretion of the referee by the law letter of the rules. That is a that is an intentional foul. There was an intent to foul. And then the NCAA, the NCAA referees came out the next day and said, uh, yeah, basically that that is not the intent of the rule. And it was a horrible call. But the ACC will absolutely stand by what happens in one of their contests because it's the ACC. I I can't imagine losing a game like that. And they're playing for, like, kind of high seating. That right. was a big game. Yeah, I can't imagine being able to keep my cool after losing a game like that, knowing that the spirit of that rule – I mean, we all know what the deal is there. And, and what can you – I'd have to walk off the court. I don't think I could sit and have a discussion. Like, if you were trying to say – because normally you're trying to explain why yeah. the official made a mistake or what he missed or what – Everybody would know what was going on there. I'm like, I can't even talk to you because if I do, I'm going to punch your face. This is like, that's impossible. Well, it, now, it, look, I don't, it might have been a female ref. They do well, have a lot of yeah, those. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who made the call. There might be people here that uh, that, that do know that did watch the game. I don't know they're going to read too much into my comment. And they well, yeah, you know, you wouldn't punch oh, a yeah. woman in the face. Of course But not. if it was a dude, yeah, get ready to get that ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. I, I, will, I will say this. Officiating is not great across the board in college basketball, but in women's college basketball, it is atrocious. I mean, it it's is. it's constantly atrocious. If, if you watch a women's basketball game and you hear a whistle, it's anybody's guess, whether yes. it's a female or male ref, <laughs> what the call is going to be, whether or not it's it happened, whether it's related to the – it's insane how bad it's it is. It's anybody's guess is an I mean, awesome it, descriptor. It, it's it's incredible. And the you'll other see, thing, you know – Ira, right, to that point, you'll see two calls a game, this being one of them, obviously – that you've never seen before. Right. You're like, there's no way you just called a charge. She didn't even run into anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, she fell over. She charged her own teammate, and you called it. Like, you see two two calls like, a game that are absolutely unbelievable. It's like uh, referee bingo. It's like, yeah. hey, we haven't called a three-second, so let's, let's call a three-second call. I mean, just right. at the most random of times. Um, the other thing, you know, when I was – another press conference I watched was Bill Self – and he was complaining. He got a tech. I think he said it was like his second tech of his career. And he got a tech for complaining about a call. And he was complaining that there's too much physicality in the men's game right now. And I maybe that's true. But I also think I, most, of the games I watch, most of the games we watch, there's 50,000 free throws. Yeah, there's well, way too many hey, free throws. Also, I remember you cover a team that is literally leads the country in fouls. Right. They foul more than any team in the country. So And they get fouled more than most right. teams in the country. So that's yeah. – that's you're the watching through the vacuum of Florida But it also – I don't know. Maybe it just feels like also ACC men's games. It just feels like, man, everything is called. It's and, almost and, unwatchable, Ira. Right. I've, yeah. I'm with you. I've watched a ton of ACC basketball this year, and I'm forever lamenting doing so. I'm forever like, why am I watching this? I can't do this anymore. That's maybe college basketball in general. What I look forward to is these referees typically you'll, – you'll see them a few times a season, a group of referees. There's a chance that crew will, will – will do another Louisville game. Mm. And there's a pretty good chance Louisville, because they're good, will have a lead late in the game. And the other team's trying to catch up. It will try to foul to stop the clock. And we'll see what that guy does. Let's, let's see how many intentional fouls there are going to be called because he has now set a standard. And you just want him to be – you just want a reprimand. You want some sort of public reprimand or a suspension because that clearly is not the spirit of the rule. Yeah, and the you problem is there the won't game. be – the problem is they will not – Right or wrong, if given the opportunity, they'll defend because, it. Well, and also because the NCAA just told them that was wrong. Yeah. Well, what's 
weird about that whole th- thing is I can see one referee making a mistake, like getting caught up in the moment, having yeah. a brain fart, whatever, making a mistake. And the other refs come over and go, hey, Bob. Yes. That's what that's what's shocking is that that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, hey, that happened in my son's high school basketball game this year. Uh, a kid was dribbling the ball up the floor for the opposing team. He literally tripped over his feet. Nobody mm-hmm. was really around him or anywhere. Some the, the official on the back right side who could right. not see blew the whistle and called a foul. The other two officials walked over and were like, no, no, dude, dude just fell right. over his feet. Like, you can correct it. It's okay. Yeah. You can be like, hey, whoa. Not in the always- ACC. They're not, hey, I hope they're not <laughs> hoping to climb the ladder and get into some <laughs> ACC refereeing. That, that shit don't fly up here. Not having that. Man, next up, what do we got? Yeah, I will say, uh, Bill Self, I, I wanted to include him, but I couldn't find a great video of him. Uh, I, he had gotten ejected for the first time in his career. Uh, Texas Tech whooped that ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, did. Yeah, they, they, uh, I couldn't find a good clip of that one, though, unfortunately. Uh, here is Andy Reid after the Super Bowl talking about him and Travis Kelsey's incident. Yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. Um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I listen, I appreciate him. Right here. Go ahead. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Yeah. He appreciates him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We all get it. The average person makes too much of that situation who hasn't been around football. That said, Travis Kelsey's a douchebag. And if I'm Andy Reid, there ain't going to be too many more of those. Like, I, that's the only thing I would say. Like, you can yell at me and I can yell at you, and we can be grown ass men in the middle of a battle here in football and all yeah. that. You're not knocking me out. You're not touching me, man. We're not having this nonsense. It, uh, it's also one of those things like Jimmy Johnson back in the day is like, do you treat Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Dion differently? Yes, yes I do yeah. treat them differently. Yeah, I yes, I do. And yeah. so as long as Travis Kelsey can, you know, do what he does, have eight, eight catches, catches in the, in the second, second half, half. Yeah. 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 he's going to be a little bit more tolerant than if it was some other dude yeah, uh, no just doubt. on the team. And I don't, I don't typically listen to that podcast that he does with his brother. And I like his brother, but they, you know, they're both just crazy. Almost. They're just crazy dudes. You can tell they've, they've lived some life. Um, but he taught his brother was like, look, man, he goes, you don't get to be 
you don't get to be the best tight end on the planet without being crazy, without being some weirdo competitive. You you are you are above and beyond competitively anybody you've ever met. We are above and beyond competitively anybody you've ever met. That said, don't scream at your coach. Yeah. Don't yeah. get in your face and scream at your coach because I know what you're doing. But in in tra- but but the people and he said Travis said that Andy Reid came over to him on the bench a few minutes later and was like, "Man, I've got cameras all over me. You can't do that." Well, not not point, that he was mad that Travis was right. mad and angry because they had just fumbled and he's but like you can't come bumping into me accidentally and then keep screaming at me. And Travis admitted he's like once I bumped into him, I was like, oh no, yeah, I didn't want to back down wrong. after that. He knew it was wrong, but also you can't put yourself out there in order to raise your level of fame the way that he has in the last two years and not understand there's an added responsibility. Yeah. Cameras are more on yeah, that. cameras yeah. are more on yeah. him than Andy Reid. Yeah, I, and from a, I look, I look at two ways. One, for, on one hand, man, I I'm all for people who are ultra competitive, trying to, and people that are trying to achieve the same goal, mm-hmm. having conflict. Like sure. if 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 I do something and one of you guys, we work together, and one of you guys says, "Man, that was BS." I can live with that. That's fine. We're all because I know we're all trying to achieve the same goal. And in a sporting in a Super Bowl, imagine. I mean, yeah, yeah I have no problem with that. Where I do have a problem is. And you talk about the responsibility those guys have is, I mean, how many kids are seeing that, you know? And and if you think that that's okay for Travis Kelsey to do it, like now you've got kids, high school players, college players, you see you know, it all who, who think that that's, and that, that's, that's, that's the one thing that frustrates me sometimes with pro sports is they don't realize that, you know, they're setting the and table. And he said it he, like, to Corey's point. He did say it later. He's like, I can't do that. I, I know that's wrong. And he, and he hit all those points, but man, come on, get a hold of yourself, dude. What are we doing? You see, I can be mad. I can go to the sideline and dip a Gatorade thing over or throw a helmet down or walk by him and say, what the F, you know, what are we doing here? You know, but come on, man. It's also, it's a football sideline. Crazy stuff gets said and shouted at each other the whole time. It's just really like almost literally running up to the head coach, knocking him over (laughs) a 70 year old head coach, knocking him over and then screaming in his face. Uh, But you know, it's got to help. It, obviously, the, the relationship is that, what has he been there, 12 years, 10 years, 11, 12 years? I mean, they've been doing this a long time together. He knows also, Travis Kelsey is like a released zoo animal at times, especially in the middle of a Super Bowl. Yeah. So he's not going to take too much umbrage with it. And he's not calling him a fat piece of blank. Uh, you know, he's just saying, get me the ball. So I, I, it's just, it looked bad. It looked so much well, worse than I think it was. And it's also Travis Kelsey, man. That's what you get with the guy. And it does sound like there was some also, remorse. Also, He's been a little unhinged more the last two years, but go ahead. Also, Andy Reid, we got to give him some blame. His lack of balance. The thing with the correct, when he, 100%. Was it, was he was it barely touched. Chris, Ira. Was it Chris Jones or like when he he laid on top of him at the? Did you see that clip? Uh, yeah. Like when he went to hug him on the ground and then he like couldn't get up and he was yeah. like stuck. He was yeah. like peached on top of him. Just like a beach, what happens when you're seventy and eat five burgers a day? Come on, <laughs> yeah. Andy. Put us some time oh, in the gym man. if we're going to mistreat ourselves. So uh, a strong breeze might have knocked him over is what I'm saying. Ben, what do we got next? Hey, speaking of old legendary head coaches, do you guys want to hear uh, San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich take on social media? I think oh, you do. Oh, boy. Okay. I wonder if he's heard of it. I wonder if he's heard of Twitter. Yeah. Coach, uh, you, you encourage, you encourage the, the players to uh, to read books in, in this era uh, with, uh, with smartphones and with so much social media. It's becoming hard to instill this, this habit. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, 
how do you deal with it? How do you well, we just, you know, we just, uh, we do the best we can to help them. Like, you know, we bring in speakers that even talk to them about the, uh, the, uh, negatives of social media. Uh, and you know, that they don't have to be slaves to it. They don't have to live every moment wondering what somebody's saying about them, good or bad. Uh, people don't have to know when they go to the bathroom and eat a meal uh, or wash their car uh, that it shouldn't affect their lives at all. Uh, and the more you, we tell them, the more they live their lives not caring what anybody else says, you know, especially people they don't even know. Uh, and oftentimes it's even your relatives. Uh, you know, most people in your family don't know what the hell they're talking about when they tell you something about basketball, uh, unless it's, you know, somebody, one of their families, a coach or played or something like that. So uh, the more you can depend on your on your teammates and yourself uh, to find your place in the world, I think the better off you are. So we try to get that across to them as much as we can. And, you know, having speakers in and, you know, sharing books with them is part of the part of the process. Yeah, he's right. That's easy. That's straightforward. At least he knew what Twitter was. He didn't come out and say, "I, you know, I don't even know what these things are called, how you do it. You know I don't have a Twitter account. I got to give Lord him knows credit. he doesn't. I got to give him credit. Uh, normally with Popovich, you're like, okay, he's going to go a little yeah. over the top. Just yeah. to, you know, he, that was that, that was, was it fun. right there. That was perfect. He was in a good, good space there. Yeah, he was in yeah. a good space. Yeah. I, I do like the, the, the premise of the question is, uh, is, it, is it harder in this day and age to get your team to read books? Yes. And it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most Man. of them haven't opened a book. Have I mean, I'm just talking about teenagers and young people don't read books at all. Have them, have them come to Corey Clark's house or Jeff Cameron's house to talk to a 13 year old about the importance of reading books. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Hey, yeah, they, don't, they don't get it. LeBron reads them. Well, he at least walks around with them. He, he carries, he carries, he carries them around. We don't know. You if know what? I already make a great point. At least LeBron knows enough to know that it would look good if he had a book in his hand. <laughs> Does he walk around with books? I don't know. No, dude, are. he's forever being made fun of on social media. Oh, is he okay? For posturing and doing all this stuff. Well, yeah. I'm not on social media, so I don't know. I'm too busy reading <laughs> books. Do you know what it is? You know what? It I is? mean, I've heard about it. It's people yeah. interacting from yeah. all over, all parts of the world, right? Yeah. They can send you a message, and they're cordial, and it's usually respectful. Yeah. Okay, it's that's, great. It's sign great. me up. Where yeah. do I sign up for this? This sounds Wonder, great. You learn so much from others. He also, uh, I like when he said he. You don't need to let everybody know when you're when you're having dinner or going to the bathroom or washing your car. When's the last time an NBA player washed their car? Like they actually you know, washed their. Oh, own did car. they washed it? Probably yeah. not. But yeah. also, when's the last time an NBA player said, "Hey, everyone, hope you're having a good Friday. I'm about to drop a deuce." <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened either, Ira. Draymond, Draymond might have. Draymond, Corey, I'm going to say, I don't know, buddy. I think that that's a, pos a distinct possibility. You think there are players out there, guys? I got to really pee. I've been There's holding players, this in. Players, players in general, uh, people documenting the burger that they're eating. It's. it's I getting, get that. The, yeah. the, the 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 step too far was telling people when you're going to the bathroom. I don't think that's something that social media has grasped on yet. Final clip. Let's do it, Ben. All right, this is uh, Rick Barnes, former Texas coach, now at Tennessee. Uh, he was asked about the atmosphere at Texas A&M, where he's coached many times in his career. Anything else? Uh, you've seen a lot of games in this in this gym. Uh, how did the atmosphere feel for a, for a late conference uh, battle between two teams? 
It was it was fine. I mean, you know, I've, like I said, I've been here a lot, and I don't think it's overwhelming. That's what you're asking me, but I don't think there's a there aren't many arenas in the country that I would say are overwhelming. You know, I mean, I've got a lot of respect for uh, A and M, and been coming over, been coming a lot, obviously. But uh, uh, I think someone should teach them about overrated because I think it takes away from their win, and they're a good basketball team. I mean, when you start chanting overrated. Uh, you're taking diminishing the fact that their team just played a heck of a basketball game and beat a good team. And uh, if we're if we're overrated, what does that say for their team? And uh, but they've been doing that for how long have I been coming? For 25 years. Yeah. You know. So maybe you should write it and tell them. How great is that? The, the whole thing is awesome because this reporter just wants him to say how great Texas A&M's yeah, crowd he was. He ain't giving him yeah. that. <laughs> he won't give it to Amira, and you can tell right away. He's like, oh, all right. All right. It's not overwhelming. It, yeah. didn't, it wasn't incredible if that's yeah. what you're asking. Man, you know, I love when a coach recognizes what kind of nonsense is being thrown his way. And it's like, no, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It would be better. He could have kept it going. He's like, you know, really, let's think about it. Let's rank them. I've been coaching for 25 years. Let's yeah. talk about the atmospheres that I've encountered at each venue, and I'll tell you exactly where it ranks. And then just you, like name a hundred places before he gets there. Back in the day, when I was a, I used to coach at, at the Dean Dome. I used to yeah. coach at, at Duke. I used yeah. to coach. I'm going to put them up here. Tucker yeah. Center. Don't forget the Civic <laughs> Center in Tallahassee. Yeah. Which can be a. Hey, listen. When Florida was good, the O Dome was tough. Yeah. yeah. O Dome was tough back in the day. We got that. And let's see. I've, oh well. Gosh, I, coach. <laughs> I used to go to Kansas, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't put you. So, yeah, I'm going to say uh, this is around 17th. By the way, the like. Keep it going down. Keep it like name 39 <laughs> other venues. You know, you know <laughs> Iowa State is sneaky loud. Yeah. Iowa State, actually, Iowa State is tough. Yeah. It really I was is just tough. talking about it to a friend the other day. In fact, yeah. I'm glad you asked the question. I said, <laughs> you know, the sneakiest, tough place to play? Iowa State. So, I'm going to put it, them up there. Yeah. And I don't mind when they chant overrated. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. I I respect that fan base. They actually yeah. show up. It is funny that he would ever go like, uh, what the answer could have been, I guess the reporter wanted it to be like, this is, hey, shout out to Aggie Nation. Yeah. You guys <laughs> showed up and were awesome today. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't, we just couldn't calibrate. We hear ourselves think. I think we looked rattled through multiple timeouts. You guys saw it, it was, it was a struggle out there tonight. I do, I definitely feel like the former Texas head coach is, is going to, he prays. On the A and M fan base, I yeah. think that's probably going to happen. <laughs> I do, yeah. I I do like the message and the sentiment behind overrated, though. Like I, I've never oh, I liked, I've never understood never like why, why, because you're loot, you're if there. His point is right. Yeah. It's also something an old man says after a loss, and Rick Barnes is an old man. But, but it's it thinks because Corey, you and I thought that in our twenties. Well, that's I what I'm saying. I always thought it was stupid to yell overrated. Always thought it was stupid to yell overrated. And in, t- in fact, I'm, I'm going to admit, it bothered me when Florida State would be like ranked fifth in Miami fourth or Florida third or something, and it would occasionally happen here in football. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's just such an elementary chant. It's what high school students chant yeah. because yeah, they're not clever chant. enough. To, you yeah. know what has as many – I was just thinking about this. You know what has as many syllables as overrated and has never been chanted? Got that ass whooped. <laughs> Got that, ass, Got that whooped. ass whooped. That's what they should be doing. Exactly, that's what they should man. be doing. Overrated is ridiculous. Got that ass whooped is a whole new level <laughs> and and kind of explains what's going on on the court better. The Got winner that. of the Dave Aranda 
coach uh, uh, for Coach Speak Award of the Week is a tough one this week, guys. I think we want to go to Paul. No, no, no. Yeah. I, yeah. You want to go to Paul? I, I like Stoudemire, man. I think he's changed the game. I like Stoudemire I, a ton, and it, and I didn't think anybody was going to rival, but four minutes of great material could, trumps could, the 30 seconds. Brevity is the soul of wit, though, right? Isn't that the saying? Something like that? Like, I, yeah. man, my man, my man said everything. That's why I said it's tough this week. In four words. It's <laughs> tough this week. Corey just wants to get shirts printed. I Not absolutely do. Yeah. Would yeah. you go with, with S's or Z's on, on the ass? Would you go oh, with, ass. He said ass. Yeah, he right, said yeah. ass whooped. Yeah. Just uh, remember, uh, Brady gets my vote. I just, I think that was. All right. Was, anyway, uh, y'all win. Okay. It's a democracy here. Y'all win two to one. But the Stoudemire. You, you, know what, you know what just happened to you, Corey? <laughs> I got, got that ass whooped. Whoop. got that ass whooped. That's right. <laughs> the two senior members of Coach <laughs> yeah, decided to right. rise up. My fault. <laughs> See you to that. Hey, great job, Ben. For Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.